We all have a yearning for love, but relationships can be confusing and complicated. Dr. Tammy Balashevsky says it all starts from within. It starts with a journey to center. Here's your host for Journey to Center on Empower Radio, Dr. Tammy Balashevsky. Hello, my lovely listeners. So grateful to be connecting with you here today on Journey to Center. Ah, yes, the wonderful, complex subject of relationships. If you're like me, you loved a good fairy tale as a child. Maybe even allowed yourself to dream of that perfect relationship where you met the one, or swept off your feet, and then lived happily ever after. I personally thought I'd met the one on several occasions, but the happily ever after part was more than a little elusive. In fact, Many of those relationships that began with so much magic and promise ended up in pain, anguish, and despair. I finally realized the happily ever after part was up to me. Here's a great quote from Deepak Chopra. A sacred partnership draws its passion from life. Passion for another has to fade, but passion for life itself is eternal. Amazing wisdom indeed. But like so many things, this can be easier said than done. I know when I was in the throes of my struggles and found myself wishing there was a guide that could help me in experiencing and manifesting my happily ever after, well, I did wish for it and I didn't find it, but today I have that very guide in my hand. It's called The Daily Dance, your guide to life happily ever after. It was written by an extraordinary woman, Sandy Athey. Sandy's a teacher, healer, psychic, a medical intuitive, and an animal communicator who is blessed with the ability to see things from a higher perspective. She has a profound gift, but that gift did not come easily to her. Sandy's psychic abilities developed after an attack left her severely injured and, in fact, dead. Sandy crossed over to the other side, danced with the universe for a while, and then came back. Through determination and the power of love, she healed her body her mind, and aligned fully with her spirit. Sandy now uses her intuitive gifts with her clients, both human and animals. Her intention is now teaching others how to embrace each day with gratitude, joy, and love. So Sandy, thank you so much for taking time out of your schedule to be here on Empower Radio. Thank you so much for having me. I really appreciate being here. Yes, me as well. Definitely feel a heart connection with you, and I always appreciate and enjoy those. So, Sandy, I was blown away when I read a little bit about your backstory and then even more blown away after we talked about it. So I'd like to start the show with that. Before we get to Happily Ever After and and all that great stuff, I want to know how you got to the place you are today. Thank you so much for asking because I know that my story is so important for people to hear because it does give that inspiration, Tammy. It gives that hope. And it's, it's something that I think, or parts of the story, everyone can relate to. Everyone has had some sort of trauma or tragedy in their life, whether that be with romance or with finances or with career. And I think that's, that's part of being human. And my story is maybe a little bit more dramatic <laughs> than most. Um, I was, I was an insurance agent, so I was living the so-called regular life and, you know, I had a job and a husband and, um, you know, was, was 
you know, doing my thing. And my idea of spirituality at that point was pretty much just going to church on Sunday, as I was taught growing up. And that was about it. And everything changed. One night I was doing paperwork in my insurance office. And I was attacked by a serial rapist. And in the midst of our struggle, as I was almost getting away, he pulled me back in and strangled me to death. And I popped out of my body and I knew I was dead when the pain stopped. I just, I knew it. And I was, I was enveloped with this amazing energy I'm calling it an energy because it was really everything. It was physically, mentally, spiritually, and it encompassed all of me. And it was this intense feeling of love. And I, at that point, and I still do, believe that that was the creator and it was the God's love. And I, I really enjoyed it there. I really enjoyed it, and I, I said, oh, my gosh, I'm dead, and, and this is neat, and I was having so much fun playing out there, and then I got messages from God himself saying, you have work to do, you have to go back, and I'm going to send you back with this gift, and I want you to share it, and I want you to learn about it, and I want you to have it, and also, I'm going to be giving you information to help put this bad guy away. And all of this was happening simultaneously, where I was seeing the past and the present and the future. And so, of course, I did get sent back to my body because here I am talking with you all today. <laughs> so I did get sent back. And there, it was, it was like a big bomb that had gone off in my life. And I was injured and wounded in every way a human being could be. And I went on a journey of healing after that. And I said, there has to be a better way. There has to be another way to live rather than being in pain all the time. And I lost my business and my house and had to get divorced and uh, went bankrupt. I, I mean, I lost literally everything. And of course, I was very physically injured and mentally and emotionally injured. So I went on a journey and my, my intention was always healing myself. And I've learned through this journey that by healing ourselves, we add to the whole and it really does help everything. And um, the psychic gift is something that I really honed when I worked with the Native Americans, I, on my spiritual quest after all of that happened, I talked to rabbis and priests and ministers, but the place I really felt the most at home was when I worked with two Cherokee medicine people, two Cherokee shamans, and I did a seven-year apprenticeship with them, and I learned about this gift that I had. And then uh, one thing led to another, and I found myself on the radio and doing sessions with people. And the journey continues to your show today, Miss Tammy. So here yeah, I am. Journey to center. The journey yes. continues. <laughs> yes, it does. And and I just love your generosity of spirit. And, and I mean, your story, I thought my story was rough. It's like, 
Wow. And again, just like you said, I think most anybody listening or everybody listening is going to be able to relate to some aspect of your story. And again, yes, yours is very, very dramatic. And and I'm grateful that I didn't have to have quite that much drama. And I have so much compassion for your for your path, but I'm so grateful that you have tapped into your gifts and you are so generously sharing them. Because I do feel so many people can glean value from from your gifts. So I think that is amazing. Well, that's the old, the old Indian ways, the old Cherokee ways is that the elders have the experience and that's where you teach from. You teach from, mm-hmm. from that place. So yeah, I've walked in a lot of moccasins. <laughs> really have. I got a little bruised along the way on this like earth walk. Yes, but I'm living happily ever after now. Yes, you have you have arrived. You have arrived. Well, and I think again, you are such you are the epitome of the wounded healer. You had to do your healing so you could authentically help others. So yeah. you're not teaching anything just in theory or from reading a book. You you have walked the path. You've taken every step. And you're further down the path than than many. And and you well, can it's just my them. particular path, sure. We all have yes. our paths, yeah. We all have our path, but I, I think life is sort of like being a spiritual rock climber, and there are people above us, and there are people below us, and we want to be of service and help others, and we also need to be able to receive help from those that are above us, and those those positions can change, you know, as we move up and down this or scale our way up. But I feel in so many ways, you you are you're pretty high up on that that ledge there, and you're so willing to reach down and and support those that are behind you. And Thank you. It's a true calling for me, Tammy. Yes, I get it, that. It really is. It's like, I have to can do it. I have to do it. I'm compelled to do it. Yeah, I think there's job, career, and life purpose. And insurance probably wasn't your life purpose. I would suspect or say that this probably is. <laughs> <laughs> but it was wonderful, and it served its purpose at the time. It served its purpose, Absolutely. Sure. So I'm really excited to get into this part of the conversation because it's like one of my favorite things, love and relationships. So I want to hear from you. What are some of the things that we can do to more, to more fully um, embrace love in our lives or draw love to us in our lives? What are your some tips and wisdom? for that. Oh, thank you for asking. And you're talking about love in all areas, right? Or not just romantic love. love. Of course, the love. Well, it really comes from keeping the arrow on ourselves and getting our needs met. And I know that that sounds like something that is, uh, is selfish, but it's actually the other way around. When we get our needs met first and we make sure that we, we are filled up, then we're giving from our reserve and never depleting ourselves. So we're giving fully from who we are authentically. Mm-hmm. And that is so important to keep that arrow on you and get your own needs met because that shows that you care about yourself and you're going to attract love from that. You, when you're whole, you will attract wholeness to you. Yes, and, I love the quote, be really whole and all things will come to you. Oh, yeah. I know that's true. Yeah. So what I hear you saying is that it's really important for us to put ourselves at the top of the love list. Yes. 
it's just like on the airplane. Take the oxygen mm-hmm. first and then help others. Yeah, because if we if we don't, we're not going to be of great value to anyone else because we're only half wattage or, or less. So well, we're if we're not, not giving, giving the love to ourselves, how can we recycle that and give the love back out? It's going to be missing something. So if we're, true. If we're depleted in some way. Yeah, absolutely. And then people are disappointed because they know that we're not giving the best of ourselves. And I really right. think that we attract uh, people who treat us like we treat ourselves. So if we're not treating ourselves with kindness and affection, we're not going to attract people that treat us with kindness and affection. That's true. That's true. You know, the self-love is really the key to all of it. And treating yourself nicely and you, you will attract that. And also you'll teach others how you want to be treated. That's so true, you know? Yeah, I think it's Buddha that says we we can only be hurt as much as we allow it to happen. Oh, yeah. Well, and I know for sure that me choosing to put myself first in my life changed everything. Because, you know, I was so willing to be a people pleaser and take care of others. And I kept attracting people that would abandon me and betray me. But I finally understood it was because I was abandoning and betraying myself. Mm Mm-hmm. It's just a mirror, a reflection of how I was treating me. Sure. So I, I had a little conversation with God about how do I manifest a man that loves, adores, and cherishes me? And what I got so clearly was love, adore, and cherish yourself. And I didn't want to, but I really got, if I didn't take responsibility for that, I was going to be playing games the rest of my life. And I was done. I was done with that. That was exhausting. It is exhausting, isn't it? It really, really is. And relationships are the core of everything. Relationships with the family is where everything begins, whether that be your romantic family or your nuclear family, the extended family, because we're all family. The animals, the plants, the earth, we're all family. So So relationships are the key to it all. It really is. I think it's truly a mirror to a deeper part of ourselves. And I I don't know about you, but for me, for so long in my life, I felt like I was on the outside of the fishbowl looking in. Mm -hmm. And and I always like the Disney movies. Of course, I'm the happily ever after girl. So, you know, I'd always look and I'd say, I know it exists out there. It must exist out there. Where's the happily ever after? That was always my thing. I always wanted that happily ever after and that peaceful feeling in relationships and that trust and that kind of calmness that, uh, and true love, you know, the, the true love. I always wanted that. And I always went seeking for it. And it wasn't, like you said, it wasn't until I found it inside of myself that it really came into my life, whether it be through my romantic connections or, you know, this is, yeah, this is, this is, this is so exciting for me. And I, really want to get into this about really claiming our happily ever after here and now. And you actually have um, something you write about this in your book. And um, so I'm going to read it real quickly. And then I want you to expound on it. Um, And they lived happily ever after is a place inside of you. It is a feeling of contentment, peace, calmness, joy, and faith. We often think we need something or someone else to be happy. A new job, a new car, new love, money, or a new place to live. How many times have you heard someone say, I'll be happy when dot, dot, dot. Happily ever after is now, everybody. This moment, this body, this place, this heart. Live the fairy tale today. Wow, 
Oh, did I write that? <laughs> yes, you did. Well, somebody wrote it through you. If you didn't, maybe you were channeling it. I don't know. Thank it's pretty you. good. I got goosebumps. <laughs> well, it sounds so pretty when you read it. <laughs> Thank you. Well, you are pretty, Miss Sandy. Come well, on. Thank you. It sounded so nice when you read it. And it's so oh. true. Uh, you know, I have this wonderful guy in my life now, and I, I'll say to him all the time, I say it to him all the time. I say, thank you for the happily ever after. Aww. Now, it's now. It's this moment. It's when I'm sitting on the couch holding his hand watching a movie. It's when we're out for dinner and we're sitting and having this beautiful meal. It's every moment and any moment that you choose it to be. Because That's if so they live so happily ever after, they have to do it sometime. I mean, it's now. Why, why can't it be now? It doesn't have to be in the future. Now you must, I think, really be present for the present moment to really suck the juice out of it and enjoy that marinating in the happily ever after. Well, the more you do that, the more you get that in the next moment. Because if yes. you, when you live happily ever after in this moment, whether it be with your health or your career or your relationship, you live happily ever after in all these areas of your life, you take that to the next moment and the next moment with and the you. next moment. Take it with you, yeah. Take it with you. If you keep saying, I'll be happy when, then you're never really going to be happy. Yeah, you're saying your happiness is out there somewhere in the future, and it's contingent on something on something else. Mm -hmm. And happiness right. isn't outside of us. It's inside of us. It's a quality that I think can be, um, it's like a seed that you can, like, nurture and nourish. And, and so what are some of those things that we can do, Sandy, to um, sprout that seed of happy inside of ourselves? You know, and it's, happy is a wonderful word, and for... I love, I love being happy, of course, but I strive for contentment. See, mm. contentment is an energy that's a little bit more steady. Peaceful. Because, yes, mm. from contentment, mm. you can go to happy. From contentment, you can go, oops, to sad, oops, back to contentment, oops, to happy. It's, it's a gentle place to be in that contentment mm. area. And, and to get there is... It's really quite easy. In the midst of all of my chaos and drama many years ago, I learned to just find one thing, just one thing that brought me happiness for that moment. It could be anything. And this brings us to gratitude. Another one of my very favorite things that's all through the Daily Dance, through the book, is that gratitude attracts contentment and it attracts happiness. And when you have that gratitude and appreciation and you're in that moment and you look around and you're grateful for your hands, you're grateful for your eyesight, you're grateful for the clothes, you're grateful, find something to be grateful for. We can always find something inside of ourselves or in our environment to be happy about and grateful for in the moment. And we can build from that. Because when you're in the midst of chaos and in the middle of things like I was, you have to be able to find something. And you can do anything for five minutes, Tammy. You can find something, focus on it, just be happy in that moment for five minutes. And then all of a sudden it turns into 10 minutes and it turns into a half an hour. And that turns into a day, which turns into a week. And you, you give yourself little goals. You don't have to say, 
all right, I'm in the middle of, because there are a lot of things that are happening in the world right now, and a lot of people are in the middle of a lot of things, and I understand that. And you don't have to go from one completely to the other. Take some small steps and find things that bring you happiness and that you're grateful for in the moment and then build on that. Yeah, because we don't flip from from one end of the spectrum over to the other all at once. I think it's it's safer to do things incrementally. It's sort of like you don't want a, a 220 going through a 110, you know, uh, electricity. You, know, you want to open up to it gradually. So I think that's really wise. What's something you can focus on that you're grateful for for just a couple minutes? Just or, a couple minutes. You know, minutes. just look around yeah. and, and, and what do you appreciate? For me, and we talked about this, it's, it's animals. Oh, we if love I, the animals. You know, feeding the ducks. Oh my gosh, that would just bring me such a sense of peace. You know, we have and, that in common with the animals. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it just brings me so much joy. And, and if I can't physically be with them because I'm in LA or whatever, it's like, I can imagine them in my mind's eye, like feeding mm-hmm. the ducks or petting a horse on the muzzle or, you know, hugging an elk. I've done that. That's really fun. <laughs> oh. Well, they have so much love. The animals are pure love. Pure positive energy. Yep. They're just pure love. And so we, I'm not surprised that you're attracted to them because you're pure love too. Mm-hmm. And they're attracted to you as well. Seems so. Of Seems course. like we're, we're, we enjoy one another. We laugh at each other. I know sometimes I'll try to listen to them and I want to talk about that when we come back from our break, but I want to talk about how we can tap into communicating with animals and spirit and nature and each other. But sometimes I try to listen to them and I, I think maybe I'm just making things up, but we're going to talk more about that in a few minutes. So I'm, super excited about getting into that part of the conversation. So what are, what's another tip or tool that we can do to really, I don't know, start to love ourselves more, start to relax into that place of, of peace, contentment, or equanimity? Because that, that can be challenging. A lot of people, Mm -hmm. you know, I say to meditate, but a lot of people like, oh, I can't, I can't sit still that long. Do you have some other suggestions to kind of put our toe in that water? Oh, sure. There are really four places that we need to look at as human beings. There are many more, but four basic ones. Spiritual, mental, emotional, and physical. All right? So bringing in something in each of those areas. Now, spiritually, it can be meditating, or meditating can also be in the form of creativity, Tammy. Oh, yeah. Look at an artist. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Or or any type of creativity. It Mm -hmm. could be whatever brings you. That's where the word inspiration comes from, spirits in that word. So wherever you feel inspired, wherever your your spirit feels drawn to, go to that and be creative because that will connect you to the love instantly. You know, you look at a painting or you watch uh, a movie with a great actor. I mean, it's all inspiration. It's it's what gives you the chills, right? Because you the chilly bumps when you hear that singer hit that note and they're connected like that. So creativity is a really easy way to do it. I so agree. And if we don't know what creativity brings joy, I think it's really interesting to look back at what we enjoyed as a child. Before we got really into our heads, right? (laughs) Definitely, definitely. You can give kids the uh, toy and they like the box better, right? Well, animals are like that too. (laughs) The cats will always go into the boxes and and play with uh, just simple things. 
just very, very simple things. And whatever brings you creativity. It could be clothes. It could be, uh, it could be singing. It could be drawing. It could be your job. Anything where you feel that inspiration. And then mentally, it's really important to be aware of your thoughts and your words mm-hmm. and how you think about things. Because our thoughts and our words so create our future. Yeah. <laughs> and our present sense. Absolutely. Yes. Words are I think so, that's so powerful. Important. Yeah. One of the most important things that I've learned, and I know it's in the book too, is about opposites and how powerful they can be. We create these crevices in our brain when we have the same thought pattern over and over and over and over and over and over. Mm-hmm. And when you start saying the opposite, it creates a new pattern in your brain and your brain will literally respond. They've done studies where they've shown that the brain responds to this in a physical way. So if I use traffic as an example, and if you say, well, it's, it's rush hour, there'll always be traffic, then guess what you're going to get? There's always going to be traffic. <laughs> so you want to yes. say, you want to say the road is clear because if you say there's no traffic, You still have the word no and the word traffic in there. So you say the road is clear. So you have to be very careful about opposites as well. You have to use specific words in a specific manner, and then you'll get the result. And I've been studying quantum physics for quite a few years. And my teacher told me once that one minute of opposites will give you seven hours of bliss. And I love that. I've been practicing it for years. I'm like, I'm doing the math going, wow, if I did, if I did an hour of it and then I did a week of it, could you imagine? <laughs> That's a good return on your investment. <laughs> it, sure is. it sure is. So you start working with that and then that goes into the emotional part. Now the emotions, that's, that's another tricky place for people to work with the emotions. The emotions are something that we often feel that we don't have control over them. But we really do. We say, well, so-and-so made me mad. I mean, think about that. They didn't make you mad. You chose to be angry. And I also believe that we have choice in emotions, but also that we have all of the emotions for a reason and that we should use them appropriately. Instead of trying to get rid of one or not have an emotion, use it appropriately. Right. Right. So we're going to talk more about the gift of emotions, even the challenging ones. And when we come back, Sandy is also going to share with us what steps we can take to open to our intuition and our inner psychic. So this is going to be really good. Hang on. We'll be right back with Sandy Athey. Excuse me. Do you know how to get to Maine and Maple? Do you have these in a seven and a half? How's that cooked? Can I get that shipped overnight? Is there a direct flight? How long does the warranty last? What's your soup of the day? How do you change the ringtone? Does it come in blue? Does this bus stop at Elm Street? We ask questions everywhere in life. Is it raining out? Uh, what time's the meeting? How much does this cost? Does it have four-wheel drive? Have we met before? What's my account balance? Yet somehow, when we get to the doctor's office... Any questions? Um, no. We clam up. 
ask questions. What is this test for? Are there any side effects? When do I get my results? Questions lead to better health care. Go to AHRQ.gov for a list of 10 questions everyone should know. Questions are the answer. Public service announcement brought to you by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services and the Ad Council. Some statistics are surprising. Some are unbelievable. And some are simply unacceptable. Right now, nearly 30% of U.S. students aren't finishing high school. Nearly 30%. And that's the average. In many places, it's even higher than that. And fixing it is a responsibility that we all share. This is President Obama, and I urge everyone, not just parents, but friends and neighbors and family members, to take responsibility for encouraging the high school students in your communities, to support them, challenge them, push them a little, and do whatever it takes to help them make it through. Because this is one statistic we simply can't afford to ignore. You can do your part by going to boostup.org and sending an email, a text message, or even a wake-up call to a student at risk of dropping out. Go to boostup.org and provide the boost that's needed to make it to graduation. A message from the U.S. Army and the Ad Council. What would happen if you didn't follow the established path? If you did the unexpected? Would you feel scared? Proud? Relieved? Could you explain that helping the people of Peru improve their own community would also have an effect on your own? Or assisting an entrepreneur in Ukraine to launch her small business? Or creating a support group in Malawi for children orphaned by AIDS? What if you established your own path? One that others might follow? Would you rather make your own way? Or spend your life saying, what if? Life is calling. How far will you go? Peace Corps. To find out more, call 1-800-424-8580. Or go to peacecorps.gov. You're listening to Empower Radio. Now back to Journey to Center with Dr. Tammy Belashevsky. Hello, you beautiful people. Thanks for hanging out with us and having this uh, heart connection and conversation with us. So, so grateful for your presence and so grateful for your presence, Sandy. Thank you so much for having me, Tammy. It's wonderful to be here. Yes, your presence is such a gift. Oh, thank <laughs> so, you. So, so grateful to be having this conversation with you. So, before we went to break, we, you started to touch on the rich and wonderful realm of emotions. And I was <laughs> loving what you were talking about, but I, I think there's so much good information here that I wanted to talk about this a little bit more before we go on to our psychic abilities. So um, what are some things we can do when we're like angry or depressed or dealing with those emotions that aren't so pleasant? Yeah, we all want to be happy and peaceful and joyful and blissful, but sometimes those emotions of anger and sadness, etc., come up. And it does, it feels some, yeah. like sometimes they, they, they get their claws, it gets into us, their claws into us, and, and, and we have no control. But you're saying that's not true. We do have control. We're the only ones that have control over our emotions. I mean, think about it. Who controls your emotions, Tammy? That guy in front of me going <laughs> slow. <laughs> right. 
My husband, when he takes the last piece of pizza, <laughs> I'm mad and it's their fault. <laughs> well, you know, no? the, emotions, the emotions are all present for a reason. There are times where it's appropriate to be angry. There are times where it's very appropriate to be sad or to be depressed or to be worried. Uh, those are there for a reason. It's, it's like with our shadows, you know, the shadow self part of us. It's there for a reason, and it it's, works when we're standing on the edge of a cliff and, and the uh, shadow says, hey, listen, gravity works. You don't want to jump off that cliff. You're going to fall. You know, so there's a reason why we have these emotions there. Grief is an emotion that we've all experienced at one point or another, and that really helps the soul of the departed to get to their desired destination. Our grief is a propellant. And emotions are like gas in the car. They make it go. Whether it be the I've happy- never heard that before, really? Yeah, sure. Huh. I mean, what drives you? Emotions, right? Yeah, I just never thought my grief was good for anything. It's just painful. Oh, but, you know, within everything, the, ba- the universe is based in balance, Right. Mm-hmm. The day, the night, the up, the down, there's always balance. So there has to be the yin and the yang in everything. Mm-hmm. So even within grief, even within anger, within sadness, within depression, you're going to find something good and something bad in there. So, of course, the happily ever after person that I am, I'm going to look to see, well, how is grief valuable? And it's very valuable it, it hel- it's there for a reason, and it helps the soul to move forward. The grief helps us. It helps us to release it, and it also helps the soul to move forward. It's an important component, very important component to being human, having that grief. Mm. I know we don't usually think of it that way. And oh, yeah, angst. Yeah. I, I do think it's important to cry all the tears. I think suppressed grief is what created my issues with depression. It was like blocked up or locked up energy, locked up emotions, resisting emotions I didn't want to feel. So yeah, I let the, I let the tears flow when they show up now. I don't fight them. Mm-hmm. So in that way, it, it best serves you to cry or to feel the emotion. Mm-hmm. So it is serving a purpose. Right. And it, when we do suppress those emotions, Oh, boy. I'll tell you, I learned a lot after uh, all of that suppressing about suppressing the emotions and how it affects us physically and how we can heal ourselves physically through expressing those emotions in a constructive manner. I know that's kind of one of your area of expertise. One of your areas of expertise is uh, dealing with health issues and how we can claim healthier, more vibrant bodies and lives. So I, I'm, I'm interested in knowing about that and, 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 and how dealing with our emotions can help us with that. Oh, and oh, it's amazing how it can help with that. And of course, you know, we've known that for years. That's why we have psychologists and psychiatrists and, you know, you know people know that, that, or they say, oh, that person's emotionally imbalanced. And I mean, we understand that there can be an illness there, but we don't often understand how to heal it. Yes. And it's a balance between spirit, mental, emotional, and physical. Addressing all of the areas is what brings you total health. Mm-hmm. 
So when you address the creativity and the spirit, when you address what you're thinking and your mind, illness follows a path. It goes from spirit to mind to emotion to physical. Yes, I've heard that. It moves like from our outer aura into the the closer and closer and closer until finally, if it's in your body, it's been in your in your energy field for a while. Sure. Yeah. You know, and Louise Hay was wonderful. I'm sure you're familiar with her. Absolutely. Yeah, I love her. Oh, we love her. And years ago, she came out with a little book. I love the little book that has all the different ailments mm-hmm. and, and in the body and what the emotional component is. And I heal your life. I love working with people with that, where they call and say, oh, my hip is bothering me. And I just zoom right in and say, okay, let's talk about, you know, what happened when, you know, five years ago when you tripped over the cat or whatever it is that's that's stuck in there. Because we we stuff it in there and it comes up emotionally. So working with all of these areas and especially with the emotional area, we Mm. can heal Anything and everything through that. So rich. Yeah, I think so often we, we put our feelings in the closet because they're unpleasant, but they kind of, they, they end up squirting out eventually, you know. and, and <laughs> They I come out somehow, don't they? They, they come out someplace, you know, and, and typically the body, you know, disease, dis-ease, unease. What are you yeah. uneasy about, you know? So I think that's so, so powerful, so important, so accurate. Love it. And really acknowledging the emotion when it happens. Like the guy that's cutting you off in traffic. (laughs) (laughs) You go, okay. At that point, he's entered your spiritual field, right? He's entered your energy field at that point. So that's where spirit, it begins. Then you choose how you think about it. Like, okay, this guy just cut me off in traffic. How am I going to think about that? Am I going to, you know, cuss him out or I have a choice? And knowing that you have a choice of how you think about what just happened mm-hmm. determines the emotional, the emotional response to it. Well, that's nice. You know, just to remember, and that's a big part of it, just to remember in those moments when we're not feeling good to realize there's a fork in the road. You can Mm -hmm. make another decision. You can think another thought. And we can think another thought. Because if I look at a guy that cuts me off in traffic and I think, well, he must be in a hurry. Never mind. I'm just going to relax here and let him go. Then the emotion that I have engaged from my thought is peace. But if I say that SOB, then all of a sudden I have engaged my anger. He hasn't engaged my anger. I engaged my anger. And then you mentioned this earlier. It's so funny because if you do that, you're going to continue to be in bad traffic and people are going to continue to cut you off. Oh, I yeah. see this in my husband. He's always having people cut him off. He's always in bad traffic. One day he was calling me and goes, I can't, I can't believe how bad this traffic is. And I'm driving around and I'm sailing along. It's like, that's not my reality. <laughs> it's so funny, but I'm always like, grace and ease, grace and ease, grateful to have this car to sit in, grateful to be able to drive right. my car. And, and so it, it's so funny to see how he is so different and traffic is so different in his reality than it is in mine. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. I, and I'm like that too. I'm like, well, whatever. And I'll give everybody, I, and I'll give you a little clue too. Um, carry some skunk medicine with you in the car. Okay. Oh, I that's little, so funny. I have a little rock with a skunk painted on it because skunks carry the medicine of respect. And as soon as anybody sees a skunk, they back off, don't they? 
That's fantastic. Just, yeah, imagine having a skunk in your car with you. Imagine having a skunk in the car with you and people just, they stay away from me. Oh, they do. Oh my gosh, that's hysterical. I've never considered that. If you need more space in your life, consider hanging out with the skunk. Exactly. Pull in the skunk. Energetically. Yes. Imagine it. You don't really need to go out and adopt a skunk. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you can if you want to. You you and I would, you know. Yes, Yes, I would. (laughs) They're so cute. Oh my gosh, they're adorable. Like Pepe Le Pew, that was my favorite. (laughs) Remember Pepe Le Pew? Oh, Oh, of course. He was so romantic. I know. He was back to my happily ever after thing, of course. Yes. He was such a happy guy. But yeah, that that skunk medicine is a great thing to carry with you in the car. And, but you're right. It's all about how we think about things and then we've engaged that emotion and then it becomes physical because then all of a sudden you're going to get a headache or your stomach is going to be upset because that Mm -hmm. guy cut me off in traffic. So now I've got a headache from it. It's like, well, that was your choice. Yeah, that that's so true. And I've often felt like when emotion comes up, there's usually something beneath it. Like, what does this bring up for me? What does this bring up yeah. for you? And usually it, you know, travels back to an earlier time in our lives when for me, the traffic was like somebody telling me no, somebody telling me, no, you can't move forward. And that would just make me angry. Sure. But but when I address that, the history, then I'm not so mad about just sitting in my nice car, listening to my nice music with the sunshine out. You know, it doesn't provoke me so much. Well, that takes me right back to keeping the closet clean. You know, if you keep cleaning out your closet and dealing with the emotions when they come up, then you're not going to have anything in there that gets triggered off. Yeah. You're in your equanimity. There's nothing poking and provoking any wounds because you've cleared them. Right. Because you've cleared them. Yeah. Yes. So you keep clearing like every day, every day, (laughs) you keep clearing them out. (laughs) It's taken me a while to figure this out, Sandy, but I know you know this, that really when I'm in my upset, it's a gift. It's an opportunity to heal or clear another layer. Or so, yeah. Go to page 57. Have you got the book there in front of you? I do. Okay, page, I'm gonna go to 57. page 57 is about, I talk about that, where people often think Ooh, another that. Another opportunity for growth. Mm-hmm. Challenges. Yeah, another opportunity for growth. Yeah. Challenges in our lives appear as what I like to call universal pop quizzes. Just when we think we've conquered something, healed something, or mastered something, the universe puts the exact same issue in our path. Why? Because we need to know for sure that we can handle the situation. And the only way to know for sure is to take a test. Is <laughs> <laughs> to take the test. <laughs> yeah, the tests aren't always fun. But if you just know it's a pop quiz, and it's funny, I use that same analogy. It's just a pop quiz. Right. You know? oh, right. That, that's awesome. I love your book. Love Thank your book. you. Thank you so, so much. Pick it up and open it to any page, or you can just go through it day by day by day. And it's just, it's just, it, it's lovely. It's, a, it's like a companion on the journey. I appreciate that. Yeah, because it's it's part of my, I'm sharing my journey. And it's not, a, for everyone listening, it's, it's not a book that you read from beginning to end, really. You can if you want to, but you can, as Tammy said, you can open to any page at any time and it'll be just a quick couple paragraphs or maybe one page and it's all right there. Very concise. It is. And, and there's just little nuggets of wisdom throughout it. So it's, it's really fun to participate in, in the human experience with this as a companion and guide. So I, I love it. And there's dolphins on the Thank front. You. So 
<laughs> Thank you. And it's not that the book is serious. It has serious things in it, but it's not really a serious book because <laughs> it's from me. So it has to have it has to have the animals and the dolphins and the fun and, the you know, fun. we need more fun. I think more fun is my intention. I'm oh, letting definitely. fun be my guide. That's something very different. Oh, I love than- that. Yeah, you know, I had a friend that used to say, I just want to have fun. I'm like, who has time for fun? I mean, Mm -hmm. life is a serious business. That's right. Life (laughs) is very serious. (laughs) No, I like fun. But going back to what you said about being a kid again, kids are, they have fun all the time. It's like, yeah, okay, we'll just see what we can do here. You know, go outside, play in the woods, and it's fun. So I think that's a nice segue into this, this subject that I really want to get into now. What you talk about reasons to get in touch with our intuitive sixth sense. What are some good reasons for that? Am I going to hit the lottery? Am I going to be able to predict the future? What are some reasons we want to do this work? Well, the definition of psychic, okay, the word psychic in the Webster's Dictionary is sensitive to forces beyond the physical. Hmm. That's it. That's the definition. I didn't know that. And we are all sensitive to forces beyond the physical. We all dream. We all feel the air. We all smell the air. That's not physical, but it is physical. And we're all sensitive to forces beyond the physical. And it's something that we all have, whether the police call it a hunch or we call it women's intuition or gut instinct. We all have it. And it's something that guides us through our life for better health, relationships, career, whatever you'd like to use it for is there. More fulfilling lives. And I know you had to go through something pretty traumatic, a death experience to open more fully to your own psychic nature, but you're saying that's not necessary. There's other things we can do that are a little more maybe gentle or graceful or easy. So I'm, I'm looking forward to hearing about what we can do to open more fully to our intuition and our psychic abilities. Well, you know, we've been talking about it the whole show. <laughs> and we, ha- you know, that's so funny because we, you're we so really psychic, have Sandy. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, it's so simple. It really, really is. It's listening to that inner voice. And how do you get to the inner voice? Through creativity, through your thoughts, through uh, your emotions. And this brings me to the physical area. You know, you think about being psychic as, as being um, not physical, but so much of what we do in the physical world impacts our ability to enhance our intuition. Mm-hmm. And that is eating organically. I that cannot is- stress mm-hmm. that enough. Putting good fuel in the car. Yes. Oh my goodness, that made Take a care of the vehicle. huge mm-hmm. difference in my life, huge difference in my life to eat really fresh, organic, delicious food that Earth Mother makes. And that will keep you in alignment with Earth Mother and with the creator. Yes. High and, vibration. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Eat the highest vibration food you can get. And I love herbs from the Amazon rainforest too. So I, I, I take those all the time. And of course the old exercise and sleeping and, and all of that, but it is so important to keep yourself in that space of health 
in the physical world, and that enhances it. While you're doing the creativity and you're watching your words and you're working with the emotions. But the, the yes. physical world, because it's the yin and the yang again. It's the up and the down and the back and the forth. That when you take care of the physical, you take care of the spiritual. When you take care of the spiritual, you take care of the physical. We're holistic beings. Yes. As above, sure. so below. Yes. Sure. And whatever makes you feel connected. Mm-hmm. I am, I'm the type of person and type of teacher that says, well, what works for you? Okay. My psychic ability comes out when I, when I go to the river oh, or when I'm around the animals or mm-hmm. um, it, lots of different ways where I connect. And also there's a connecting exercise in the book, very simple Cherokee connecting exercise that's very generic. And that works for me. But there are lots of different ways. Sometimes taking a shower for me will help me feel very relaxed and connected. So it it depends on the person and what works for them. And it's one of my favorite things to work with people and how to get in touch with their own psychic ability. And I have a presentation that I do, Tammy, called You Two Are Intuitive. Mm-hmm. And it's so much fun because I bring objects from my life and have people hold them and they give me their read on what it is. Like, mm-hmm. where did it come from or who gave it to me or why they're holding it or, you know, whatever read they get. And I give them feedback on what they're getting and how they get information. Because we get information a lot of different ways. Sometimes yes. we get it visually, we'll get it audibly, we'll get a smell, we'll feel an emotion, and everyone is different. Some people get it through their dreams. And so when you get in touch with yourself and you know when you feel the most connected and how that information comes in, it goes all the way back to the beginning of our conversation, getting to know yourself. So Sandy, I'm really interested. You know, we're talking about this early in the show. Sometimes when I sit with my ducks or I'm with animals, I've done this with dolphins and the elk and dogs, I ask them what they have to say. And sometimes I get messages and I'm wondering if I'm just making this up or entertaining myself. How can I know? How can I be discerning? How can we know if we're really hearing what we think we're hearing? Get to know yourself. That is such a great question. And imagination is really a big part of it. And being open to the information that's coming in and knowing yourself and I've said this so many times on the radio, it took me a long time to get to this point, but I would say I know my read. Like in the beginning, I would say something. I remember one lady on the radio, she was the sweetest, nicest lady, and she called and she, was, she had a question about someone from the other side, and I kept telling her that I saw a playground and I saw swings on the playground and she kept saying, no, 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 that doesn't feel right. And I don't know what that is. And I said, well, I know my read and it'll, you know, you let me know how it comes up in your life. Well, about three weeks after that, she called me and she was so gracious to call me. And she said, I was going through some old pictures and I found a picture of the person I was asking about on a playground. And that's what the connection was. But see, it was me knowing my read and knowing how I get information that brought that confidence. 
And mm. confidence is love. Love is very, very, very confident. Now, when it goes to a little more of an extreme, you've got the egotistical part. But then when it goes the other way, you've got the unworthy part. So right in the middle with the balance is confidence. So everybody listening, when you're working with your own intuition, be confident with knowing how you feel, knowing when you have that connection and knowing when you're in the zone. We all know when we're in the zone, don't you, Tammy? I think so, but I think you're bringing up another really, really good point. Sometimes it just takes practice and then you get that validation that, oh my gosh, I was right. And that Mm -hmm. helps us cultivate confidence. Oh, validation is great. I love validation. And, and you can validate yourself. You know, you can take notes and you can see how your reads come up and you go, oh, I knew that. And then you can say, okay, I knew that because I was feeling this way or because I get chili bumps. Okay. Me personally, I get chili bumps. And I go, oh, I got chili bumps on that. <laughs> and then I know that it's, it's the right truth. It's the right read for me. So it's all back to the beginning, full circle again of knowing yourself and knowing how you get your reads because everybody's different. Mm-hmm. That's true. Just knowing and trusting yourself, uh, knowing it's in you. It's in you because it's in all of us, isn't it? It is. It is. And the animals are such a great place to start. And you'll know, you know, Tammy, when it's real, you know, the animals are talking to you. They have their own language and their own way of doing it. And you just (laughs) open up to that and you get that really warm, fuzzy feeling inside and that little smile on your pretty face. And that's all the validation you need, right? It is. It's a warmth in my heart that just kind of spreads through me. And and I ask the dolphins, I say, you're so cute. And they say, we think you're cute too. Exactly. (laughs) The dolphins think we're cute. It's so fun. I don't know if it's true or not, but I makes me so happy. I think it must be true. (laughs) Exactly. Because it takes you to the love place. It takes you to the place of feeling good. And it takes you to that confidence place. Remember, love is very, very confident. Yes. It's a peaceful relaxation, not an ego place, but just a sweet place. um, Yeah. And that's your validation. Mm, I love that, Sandy. Yeah, there you go. That's your validation. Love is always a good validation. It really is. It's the best. It's the best validation. Yeah, it's like, how do I know if this guy is right for me? Well, do you feel calm? Do you feel relaxed? Do you feel the love? Well, so many of us didn't think that was what it was supposed to look like. (laughs) We thought it was supposed to be more exciting than that. (laughs) Well, you know, sometimes it is and sometimes it's not. It just depends on the type of relationship you're looking for. Absolutely. Absolutely. That's so true. Well, I got tired of the drama, so then I decided I wanted sweetness. And uh, (laughs) sweetness with the animals, sweetness with the people. And speaking of sweetness, Sandy, you are so sweet. What if somebody wants another um, dessert experience with you? Can they get a hold of you? How can they get your book? Can they have a session with you? Uh, How can they find you? Oh, thank you so much. I really appreciate that. You can reach me on the Internet. Of course, I'm all over the Internet. Uh, my website is sandyathey.net. I've been saying your name wrong all day. Hey, that's all right. It's all good. <laughs> <laughs> I've been saying Athey. I know. Athey. It's all good. It's 
sandyathy.net, and Sandy's with an I, S-A-N-D-I-A-T-H-E-Y, Athey. It's T like Tom, H like Henry, E-Y, sandyathy.net. And I'm on Facebook, Sandy Athey. And you can also, Tammy's been, um, has posted a link on her page too. So, of course, you can reach me through that. And the other radio shows that I'm on are posted, and any appearances are posted on the homepage of my website. And also, the Daily Dance is on my website. You can click right on that, and it will come directly to me from my website, and you can get an autographed copy. Or I am on Amazon.com and BarnesandNoble.com as well, where you can reach, uh, where you can find the Daily Dance, Your Guide to Life Happily Ever After. And I do also respond to the old-fashioned way of communicating through the telephone. And my office mm-hmm. number is 410-747-6510. Again, it's 410-747-6510. I book private sessions Tuesdays, Wednesdays, and Thursdays. I love to work on the telephone. And I welcome your audience to my practice. Oh, that's lovely. And I, I thank you so, so much. so glad you said yes and came back to play on Planet Earth a little bit more. And I, I've just so enjoyed playing with you uh, during this conversation. And, and I know we're going to continue to dance and play in, in many, many ways. And, Definitely. And you are so... I mean, you have such a sincere intention. It's abundantly clear. You have such a sincere intention to bring heaven to earth, like, you know, to, to bring light and love in. You really are such a, a pure channel and, and just really grateful to, to experience you in this way. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. And for you and your audience, I'll do my uh, safe journeys, and I'll talk to you soon. And we need to do a shout-out to LL. Linda, how are you? Thank you so much for putting us together. You were right. You're very psychic. You get to be right. <laughs> and for my lovely listeners, if you want to get a hold of me, if you have any questions, comments, you want to interact, you have somebody you think I should be having a conversation with, please get a hold of me on my website, com. That's spelled with an I, T-A-M-M-I-E-P-H-D.com. And, uh, of course, on Facebook. Love Facebook. I would love to hear from you, hear your thoughts, hear your ideas, hear your questions, and just connect with you in any way um, that serves you. So, also, I want to do a shout out to Frank Terry. Thank you. You're a superstar for creating this forum called Empower, and Mike, so professional. Really enjoy creating with you as well. 